In this Guided Talks, Robert talks to Andy Lambert of Content Cal. Andy is one of the founding team and director of growth at Content Cal. From starting out as an agency and then launching their software products in 2017, Content Cal is now used by over 40,000 businesses in over 140 countries. Robert and Andy discuss the journey to 2020, managing content in a crisis, what does good look like, and authenticity with your audience, plus much more. Hello and welcome to the Guide to Talks and today I'm absolutely delighted to have as my guest the legend in his own lifetime which is Andy Lambert from Content Cal and uh, it's great to have him here because so many of us have heard of him, so many of us use the product, so many wonder about using the product and he's one of these guys who you go to a conference and there he is. So hello, it's absolutely great to have you here. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thanks for the lovely intro, Rob. <laughs> so, come just briefly, you in your words, describe what it is that, that you're doing and what you're doing at the business. So, uh, I'm director of growth and one of the founding members of Content Cal, which is a content marketing software product. Cool. And we're in 2020 now. We're I'm going to say post COVID, but I don't think we are. But we're kind of end of July, going into August. Just what's the what's the the, the the short synopsis version of how you've got to 2020? Yeah, so let's do it in four sentences over the last four years. So um, point one, 2016, founded by a guy called Alex Packham. Um, he created us as a social media agency and then came up with an idea for a software product, which is ended up being called Content Cal, wasn't then, but ultimately him as an agency trying to build this, trying to build with numerous clients, productivity nightmare, lots of backwards and forwards around content plans, didn't work, so went off and wanted to build a bit of software. Part two of the story is where I come into the the fold, so um, Alex recruited me and one other to to build the business, because we have a bit of software background, created the business from, from scratch, we were still an agency at that point, but kind of kept the, the software as a little kind of side project, but with a team focused on it. Raised some investment. Um, 2018 was spent battling between, are we an agency? Are we a software company? Are we both? Which gets more focus. Um, that was a huge challenge. Um, and then skip forward into 2020, we've now uh, raised Series A. We now have venture capitalists on board raised close enough to 7 million um, and now used by 40,000 businesses in 140 countries. What's the, uh, what, what do you think the secret sauce about, about the product is that 40,000 people use it? <laughs> the secret sauce. Uh, the best thing I think we ever did in the early days was for every single customer we brought on, whether that was regardless of how actually, how much they paid, even if they're using it for free, we asked them to write about us. If they had a great experience, write about it. If you've got a blog, write about us. Here's our review sites, go leave us a review. That leaves a digital footprint that serves you so well into the future that, you know, I was speaking to a massive business yesterday. I was like, how did you find us? They were like, well, I just Googled best content calendar. You came up first. Uh, then I read a review that said you were great. So I bought, I'm like, there you go. <laughs> That's the strategy. Okay, and what do you think it is that um, 
that those 40,000 or 35,000, I don't know, let's say 40,000, what do those, those 40,000 people love about what you do? Because they don't have to go to you, they could go somewhere cheaper, you know? Yeah, cheaper, yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, there's a thousand other competitors to, to what we do. Um, so, and not, not everyone loves us as much as I make, I <laughs> make it sound. <laughs> not, not everyone does, right? Um, but I think the, the main bit of feedback is like, we're, we're just super intuitive. The key difference is, is uh, Alex, myself, um, we're, we're not software developers, we're content marketers. So when we look at software, we look at it through uh, the lens of someone that is a practitioner of what they do, and we're selling to practitioners. So ultimately, the biggest bit of feedback we hear is like, huh, it feels like you've looked at my Google Doc and made a digital version of it. So, and that, you can't hear any better feedback than that, because you're living in your customers' minds. Yeah, so you're, so you're, so you're, 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 is, is all, is all, are all your sales into agents? And what, what, what's the split? Agencies, freelancers, and social media managers in, in businesses? What's the sort of split of, of users? Yeah, fantastic question. Early days was all agencies, because naturally we had a great story to tell, and we had a really specific use case, because our product was missing a whole heap of features. But the main use case was like agencies that really want to simplify the content management process with their clients. So creating content, going through the numerous review and approval processes within the agency and the painful process of reviews with clients. So that was a really clear use case. That was our first focus. And it's still about 40% of our customer base is, is really just agencies because um, we, we've grown a reputation there. But the nice thing about agencies is that they have clients and their clients also like to to buy new software. So it ended up referring into brands, you know, where marketing managers or social media managers started to, to gain a keen interest in our product. And as our features developed over time, we, we've seen more and more people from, from B2B and B2C orientated organizations buying us too. So I'll ask you again, <laughs> what's, the, what's, the, what's the split? 60, yeah. 40, 40 agencies, 60 brand. Right, okay, that's interesting. Cool. And when I say agency, that's a split between uh, people like Dentsu Aegis, for example, um, and people that are one one person in their house with one client. So I, I, I class that as all agency, but it's a huge spread between yeah. your, your yeah. digital big boys versus freelancers. Yeah, and Dentsu is using their version a little bit more than the, the, the one person business on their dining room table. Yeah, well, I mean... To be fair, but I mean, they're still using it whilst mm. as, a, as a business, you know, they might be using it a bit more, but the, the freelancers, how the hell have our product? <laughs> yeah, because they're, I mean, to be fair, this goes into the conversation we were having just before about like activity versus um, true business results. So there's, there's definitely, you know, we, we see a bit of a mix of that. Yeah. So, okay. So we are, we're in July going into August, 2020 kind of lockdowns being relaxed a bit or quite a lot. Uh, I mean, the, 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 the question has to have been, uh, and still is, you know, how do you, how on earth do you, should you manage content in a crisis? So, um, yeah, we've, 
we've done a lot uh, of work around this and we've had some some professionals in from uh, from NHS and that kind of thing, some digital communications professionals to help either advise us and advise our customers on this stuff. And I, fa I found it absolutely fascinating. Um, but as a bit of guidance, the number one thing, uh, actually, we, we've got a framework around it. We call it the voice framework, V-O-I-C-E. Uh, number one key point is visibility. And that is the thing where most businesses struggle is that they have no idea what's going on and where. So uh, you'll find business leaders getting surprised by, a either a blog post that went out on you know on this site or the fact they were doing a podcast on this and you know they have no flipping clue about what's going on at any given point so visibility is is a key one and once you've got visibility you go into the o which is organization happening you can start putting together the things that are going on where you might like let's let's actually maybe double down or but do less on the podcast or let's let's forget twitter let's kill our messaging entirely let's let's change it we can once we know what's happening it becomes easier to uh, to organize so then we go into the i bit which is more about ideation because this is about getting more and more people involved in in what good content looks like so and and this is a challenge and a nut we're trying to crack with a lot of businesses because the whole content marketing, which is the mouthpiece of the business is run by a marketing team or a smaller team. Yet all of the inspiration and the, and the ideas should be coming from a broader source. So ideation is, is critical to that. Uh, C relates to collaboration, fairly easy point, getting people involved, the best ideas are created together. And then E relates to, to execution because, you know, I would have put delivery there, but it doesn't make a nice acronym, does it? So, uh, <laughs> that's funny and and do you i mean yeah I, I think all of us have posted the you know, these kind of viral videos about how not to how not to advertise you know because every advert is piano music quiet classical piano music people looking out over a sunset and then and then the strap line whether it's mcdonald's or anyone is we're in this sorry so i gotta get low voice we're in this together, you know, and it's, it's empty and, and meaningless. So, so how, how do, I hate the word um, authentic, I hate the word with a vengeance because it's used all the time, but how do we demonstrate our values through the content? How, I mean, is it just, actions speak louder than words or, or, or is there something that the good players are doing better than the bad players? The, the best examples of this, it's, it's a really hard thing to answer in, in a sentence, but the best examples of this is where you give your customers a platform um, where, where your customers are using your services or you're delivering either services, whether, you know, I talk from a software lens, but that might well be delivering services for a particular client, ultimately opening up um, what your customers are doing with your product or service to, to generate good. Um, that to me gives, gives fantastic authenticity because it takes the whole conversation away from, from your product or you trying to feign, you know, authenticity to, to your point where, and I think Squarespace do some really good like customer stories related to this about, you know, cause they're, they're a, um, you know, Squarespace being a website provider, yeah. 
Um, but the power that people generate through the website. So they talked about, they, they did a really short case study on uh, a small business that was doing some really valuable work in their local community. To me, that's, that represents, it's not really about authenticity necessarily. It's about, yeah, we offer a product and that product can be used for some really good reasons and inspire people in the process. So that's the kind of marketing, pay, the paid media that I think represents brands really well, if that makes sense. 